When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Jane packed we are rolling along through a big week. We've got hopefulness from the baseball negotiations. We've got the combine and mock drafts from the NFL. And we have an NBA superstar with a night for the ages. So much to do. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, and the one place to start will be right here in my studio. I am always so appreciative when my buddies, Bart Scott and Chris Canty, hang around here after Get Up and give us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And the last thing in the world I would have expected when I asked you guys to hang out was that we would not start the conversation with football. (laughs) But we're not going to. We're going to start the conversation with John Morant, who scored 52 points last night. He has now, in consecutive games, set the Grizzlies' franchise scoring record. He scored 46 on Saturday night. That was the franchise all-time best. Then he breaks it in their next game, so he has scored 98 points in the last two games. And Bart, and you host the show here, Bart and Han, every day, so you obviously cover all the sports. And Canty, you host the show in the afternoons. So both of you guys obviously cover plenty of basketball. How do you describe, Bart, what we are seeing right now in John Morant? I mean, this reminds me of Derrick Rose, the year that he won the MVP, Mm -hmm. how dominant he was, all the defining moments, how explosive he was, you know, and the fact that he was a leader. And I can remember that speech, why not me? And why can't I be the MVP of the league? And unfortunately for Ja, it's just been Joel Embiid. It seems like it's Joel Embiid's turn. But a lot of people are forgetting about what DeMar DeRozan is doing as well. I, I hate that he gets overlooked because he has his team in the East, you know, with one of the best records in the league, but also he's, you know, on a historical run himself, over 35 points in the last eight games. But what Ja's doing is special, and, and it's like he's so explosive that he's much, he's much CTV. I think, you know, and, and that streak came to an end last night, and that's the problem, is that the Bulls, last week was DeRozan's week. Yeah. You know, it's like every week someone else is the front runner for MVP. I'm old enough to remember when Steph Curry was the front runner for MVP, and then it was Kevin Durant, and somewhere along the way, it's been a lot of other people. Right this minute is sort of Morant's moment. But I'm fascinated, Chris Canty, because you are, and I say this respectfully and delightedly, you might be the biggest person I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and, you know, I've been around Shaquille O'Neal, a lot of other, very few people sort of are as just as just a flat out impressive as you are from a size standpoint. So to see this guy, at he weighs 170 pounds, a hundred and I weigh more than 170 pounds. How do you describe what this kid is doing? Fearless. I think that's the only way you have to describe it. And listening to John Morant saying that him and the Memphis Grizzlies are going to run up the chimney because they want all the smoke, that sets the tone for everything that the Memphis Grizzlies are for this entirety of the regular season, but especially down the stretch run. And it seems like he's taking it up to another level. We talk about DeMar DeRozan and the fantastic year that the Chicago Bulls are having. Well, that 46-point nugget that John Morant just dropped was in a win against the Chicago Bulls on Saturday. So really impressive to see Ja and the Memphis Grizzlies step up, especially when when they're playing up against the top competition, the better teams in the NBA. This probably isn't a good way to do this. 
But the Bulls, by virtue of losing in Miami last night, are two games out of the top in the East. The Sixers are three games out of the top in the East. The Grizzlies are only one game behind Golden State for the two seed yeah. in the Western Conference. It almost feels to me like how those teams finish, like where they finish in the standings, might actually decide the MVP. If Moran's team finishes ahead of Golden State, I know that the Warriors have had their share of injuries. Draymond is still not back. If they finish with a second-best record in the NBA, I think it is going to be very hard not to give the MVP to John Morant. I yeah, really do. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it comes down to defining moments, right? It comes down to clutch games and being able to solidify that, that number one seed or second seed. And, you know, unfortunately, Memphis isn't on television the way that we would hope for. I think John Morant is everything that the NBA hoped that – that uh, Zion Williamson was. Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, we talk about all the games that got, you know, that got canceled that was supposed to feature um, Zion Williams. Now you look at John Moran, he's filling that void, and he's making an argument to be the best player out of that draft. Now, listen, I'm not giving up on Zion yet. I think he still has a second act once he comes back and, you know, figures out if he's going to be there with them long term. But this just proves, again, that you can be successful and you can build something in a small market. I mean, we saw it last year with Giannis, the fact that now Jaws saying, hey, I don't, you don't have to go to these big markets. And I think it's good for the NBA to show that some of their small market teams can have one of the best players in the game. And I think he's, he's getting the attention of everybody and the respect of everybody. Yeah, it's great for the NBA just to see John Morant being able to set it off for Memphis. But in talking about the MVP conversation, I mean, look at how explosive John Moran is when it comes to making those highlight-level plays. You can't turn over SportsCenter Top 10 and not see John Morant being featured. And we know when it comes to the MVP award, it's as much as a narrative award as it is what actually takes place on the court. And it seems like John Morant is checking both of those boxes. The only reason, you know, I give it to Joel and B because arguably he was the front runner last year and he couldn't finish the race because of injuries. But what he's doing is spectacular as well. And he's probably the most skilled big man in the history of the NBA. And I'm including a dream, uh, Akeem Olajuwon as well. You talk about the range. You talk about the ability to dominate low posts, be able to shoot, you know, be able to handle the foot, uh, the basketball. And now with Harding, I think it's even going to be more explosive because I think they're going to, you know, close the gap on whoever's number one in the East. I'm with you. The, the, the only thing is, is counterintuitively, the acquisition of Harden could actually hurt MB yep. in the MB in the MVP race, which I'm sure he will take in a minute if they wind up in the NBA Finals. This is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So you just said an interesting thing. I didn't mean to get sidetracked by this, but I'm going to stay here. What the hell? Aaron Rodgers hasn't made a decision yet. If he does, we'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Where the hell is Where have you gone, Patrick McAfee? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. It's a Tuesday. We need Aaron to make a decision here. Until he does, we're just as well having this conversation. You guys are both general talk show hosts, right? Mm -hmm. And Canty, you worked locally in New York for a long time there. And Bart, your show is a big deal in New York. And you understand that part of it. You both just said it is great for the NBA that John Morant is doing what he's doing in Memphis. Now, I've said that forever, that a, a, a fence is only as strong or whatever the expression, what is the expression? A chain link fence only is, is only strong as strong as, as your weakest, weakest link, link. Yeah. whatever the expression is. And, and, and I think that one of the reasons the NFL is what it is, is because Brett Favre can play in Green Bay and Peyton yep. Manning can play in Indianapolis. And these guys can be in all these comparatively much smaller cities Don't and matter. the world loves it. But I've got people telling me when I say that. The NBA needs John Morant to wind up in a big city like the Knicks. I mean, what would they give to get him? They've been waiting to get someone like him for 25 years, something like that. Do you believe that the NBA needs those players to be in the big markets? Not even a little bit, G. 
And here's my reason why. The way that people consume sports is different. And when you start talking about millennials and Gen Zers, they are much more about following the player yeah. than they are about being loyal to the team. It's not that form of tribalism when it comes to sports, especially in the NBA in the era of player empowerment that was kicked off by LeBron James. So it's much more about following the stars that appeal to you the most, which is why you don't have to be in a big market if you're a star player in order to develop your brand and monetize what you do on the court. Now, you know, to, to be the counterpoint, it is three organizations that defy what Gen Z's are all about. And that's the Knicks, that's the Boston Celtics, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers, which what we call the heritage um, organizations. Because you talk about they have fans that are fans from the 70s and 80s, so that means they have fan bases all over the country in different pockets. Now, it helps for the big market, but it's not, I don't think it's a must-have. You know, I think that you can have some Josh, you can have some outliers, and eventually maybe the Knicks do get a, a superstar and then that'll help them out. But I think, you know, the NBA is still well by being able to engage the South, by being able to engage some of the smaller markets, you know, because, you know, you understand that they don't have any sports. Outside of Memphis, what other sport is in Memphis professionally outside of, of basketball? So that means that they also gather the fans from Tennessee, and all these surrounding small cities that yeah. don't have professional sports, and they kind of adopt you know, the Memphis Grizzlies as their own. Let me make my position clear. I'll make this Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. If it isn't good for the NBA that John Morant is playing in Memphis, you shouldn't have a team in Memphis. That, that's been my belief all along. If, if, you, if, you are, if you're just populating the league with teams that you want to be the Washington Generals of your league, <laughs> then you should stop doing it. However, I will say... If John Morant was doing exactly what he's doing right now yeah. on the Knicks or the Bulls, he would be the lead story in everything, yeah. every single day. He'd oh, be he's the biggest star in American sports right now. Yeah, and true. I'll take it even further. He'd be the odds-on favorite to win the MVP, not Joel Embiid or yeah. not Giannis or anybody else. It would yeah. be John ja Morant. But again, it comes back to the storylines, the narrative, and then just visibility. We don't see the Memphis Grizzlies on television every single day. But you're talking about a team that has the third best record yeah. in the NBA. And since the start of the new year, you're talking about them being up there with the best record in the NBA. I mean, we saw OKC with Durant, with, with Westbrook, with Harden. We saw them captivate America as well, right? So we understand that. But, you know, we do need the Knicks. Uh, maybe Dame Litter to help us out next year. Or maybe Zion, you know, will finally leave. But new, it would be great to see New York, you know, be able to get – because, I mean, you talk about celebrating like a victory. Nobody celebrates a victory. Forget, forget a, a, a title or you know, a playoff win, a victory like the New York Knicks fan base. Oh, Bart, listen, the Knicks celebrated getting bounced in the first round to the Atlanta Hawks last year in yeah. five games. I mean, you, you know what it is. When this team is good, when they're competitive, yeah. it's a different type of juice in this town. And so Stephen I'm not going to sit here and yeah. pretend that the New York Knicks not being yeah. good is not a boon for the entire NBA. What I'm saying is they don't have to have a star in New York in order for the NBA to thrive. Yeah, I think, I think both can be true. That's fair. Straight talk wireless no contract no compromise i'm just looking over their schedule and these things can change like we have been moving around are they gonna flex it the pelicans got off of national tv real quick I, I hope that we get some more of their games as of right now we have them once the rest of the year that's on a wednesday night at home against brooklyn tnt actually has them this week they will be on the, the grizzlies were at boston on uh, thursday night of this That'd week. Be great. So That's day be after great tomorrow yep. uh, and that game will be on turner and there's a few nba tv games but again we can move some stuff around i would like to get uh john morant on espn you got the power greeny just make it what i'll do what i can I'll call up. <laughs> get me adam silver on the phone somebody <laughs> no, no, call silver I, tell adam we need i need john morant on espn stat all right quickly um i just have two minutes for this bart scott 
You've got an issue with Kyler Murray's agent. You've got an issue with Kyler Murray. What is it? I do. I, I don't think this is reflecting leadership. I think, listen, it's not about what you do or what you say. It's how you do it. I don't think that he's going the proper way. And I think he's panicking because I think he feels like he wants to get paid. He's underpaid. And I think he just has to wait his turn. I think he's being passive aggressive. And, you know, you, you, you get more bees with honey sometimes, right? No, did I say that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. There you go. Yeah. You know, you get more bees with honey. I think he should go about it and he should handle his negotiations this early. Now, listen, if it gets bad, you know, I think that maybe you go out and you take it public. But to go public this early, I think is a desperation uh, play right now. Why do you think can't he? But the fact that it went public this early just lets me know that the conversation that his agent initially had with Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime went all the way left, Greeny. And it wasn't going to be a situation where they were entertaining Kyler Murray's contract extension this offseason. That's why he makes this plea in the court of public opinion. My only thing is this. When it comes to most players, they can't dictate to an organization. But the lone exception in the NFL is the quarterback position. Why? Because the owners have made the quarterbacks the marquee in the National Football League, especially when you're talking about a guy that's top 10 to 12 in the NFL, a guy that's top five in his own conference. Kyler Murray has been the single biggest agent of change in the desert in the last three years. He's turned that franchise around since they drafted him. They were a three-win team before they drafted him. They were 11-6 and six this year. I'm not going to argue with that. I, I can make the, it. But I would, here's what I would say, Bart is I'm not sure the way to win over the hearts and minds of your fans is to say, if this organization isn't willing to commit to me long-term after my third year, <laughs> I can't be the leader here and then start trying to get out. I don't know how that will play in Arizona. I can tell you how it would play in a lot of other places, yeah. and the answer is not well. Well, yeah, here's the other thing, though. A lot of other quarterbacks don't have to go through these hoops in order to get their contract extensions. Yeah, but he's the first Lots overall pick in 20. He was the first overall pick in 2019. Lamar Jackson. And a lot of guys get extended as, out of, after their third year. We saw it last year with Josh Allen. Right. Granted, he had playoff success, but you are talking about Kyler Murray being a two-time Pro Bowler only in three seasons. So is Mac Jones. But the Pro Bowls don't have the mean <laughs> what it means now See, right now. You, you still have Lamar Jackson as well. And listen – I mean, listen. Lamar Jackson is not banging down Eric DaCosta's door to get a deal done. As a matter of fact, that's what DaCosta said at the beginning of February. We're moving at Lamar's pace when it comes to an extension. This is a much different situation. And the only thing that I will say about this part, if you're the organization, even if you don't want to pay him, at least have the conversation so the relationship doesn't become the adversarial. The conversation is not yet, kid. I got other people in line in front no, of me. No, 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 I tell no, no. You, what, you don't handle quarterbacks Next time I come on your show, yeah. I'll make a list that shows you that Kyler Murray isn't in the top 10. Okay, I, I, I actually think I would support that. And by the way, the GM and the coach of the Cardinals are both scheduled to talk at the Combine today. I'm very interested to hear what they have to say. Guys, I got to run. Thanks a million, both of you. Bart Scott, you'll hear him later today on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty, you'll hear him later today on ESPN Radio. <laughs> uh, and did you know the job search can be a long, frustrating journey? That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs so you can apply to with one click and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Mel Kaipa Jr., next ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. I am Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We have a little bit of a mystery we're going to need to solve involving two members of the hashtag crew. We will get to those. A little bit later, but the one, the only, the great Mel Kuyper Jr. is standing by. We'll get to him in 30 seconds on this, the day that he has released his second mock draft. I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you that cutting the price of your wireless bill feels really good. actually feels great. You should try it. You can cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering the $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. And here he is, the man who invented the draft. Uh, my favorite. It's Mel Kuyper Jr. with us on ESPN Radio. Hello again, Mel. When are you not working, Greeny? I mean, you go right from TV, radio, you got everything going. I, I, do you ever get a minute's break? You know, it, Nuno and I were just talking about this during the break because, you know, I'm doing the NBA now and then I'm getting set <laughs> to do the draft with you guys. And, and here's what I said to him. People would kill to do this. Like, 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 <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, I was a kid starting out in this business once upon a time. If you had told me I would have a year, right. a month, like the one I'm going to have in April, yeah. I would have I fallen yeah. on the ground crying with joy. So, <laughs> You're all with you, pal. <laughs> I'm not I'm complaining. But take a break once in a while. <laughs> As I was sitting there listening to you ripping the Jets pick every single year, if, if someone had said to me, You're going to get to sit next to Mel and, and rip them together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fate worse than you know. <laughs> okay, by by the way, the Jets. The Jet fans are all down on this. They're all down on on the Jets taking the safety and the linemen. So uh, the the most recent or a recent mock that I saw had the Jets uh, looking at Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. We know nothing is in stone at this point, but considering taking the the, sta- the safety out of Notre Dame and the you know Jet fans have a bad recollection of taking a safety that high recently, and and then taking Tyler Linderbaum, who was the center, who. My, if, if, he, if he played a premium position, would be in the discussion to be a top two or three pick in this draft. <laughs> and, and, but people are looking for like the sexy stuff. And what I'm trying to tell them, Mel, you can explain better than I can. This is for all football fans. This is not a sexy draft. This is a draft where teams are going to add incredibly good players at incredibly important positions. But they're not going to be as much, particularly the quarterbacks, early on, on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, Green, I would also caution the Jet fans. Uh, also, think about it. You pick at 35 and 38. They basically have four first-round picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 35 and 38 are starters. They should be if you do, if Joe Douglas does his job properly. So, yeah, and I look at this, and in fact, I was talking to Max Kellerman, right, earlier. He's a Giants fan. Yeah. He's screaming for Linderbaum at seven. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, we want Linderbaum. Why? If he, uh, don't let him get to the Jets at ten. He's got to go to the Giants at seven. So you got Giant fans wanting Linderbaum, and then you got Jet fans saying no. But they remember Nick Mangold days, and you got Zach Wilson. It'd be nice to pair the great young center with the great young quarterback. Hopefully, I say great young quarterback that Zach develops into that. So you know, I think you look at Drake London. I had Drake London going one pick ahead on a trade up by Cleveland. So if he were there, certainly Drake London would make sense. So like I say, nothing's you write it in pencil, not pen now, Greeny. 
and it gives you an idea of who may be in a, in a certain area of the draft. Don't worry about where they're going. Just look at the players about where they're the area you may see them come off the board. That's the way I look at these early mock drafts because mm-hmm. there's so much of these evaluations, A, that have to be done, and B, more importantly, free agency hasn't happened yet. Correct. So what we perceive, I don't, you know, they send us these packets, for those of us doing the draft, of teams' needs. And I don't even look at them until after free agency because right. all that obviously could change substantially between Well, you'll be crossing then. off and you'll be adding. So that's what right. you do. You cross off needs and you add needs based on free agency. So needs uh, come of it, become needs maybe in another month that aren't now. And you think you're, you're going to need something, all of a sudden you solidify that in free agency. Like the Bengals offensive line that you look at and say, they, they got to do this, they got to do well, Let's see what they do in free agency. So you're right, Greeny. Right now it's just an, an exercise to put players in positions where you think they may go in a certain general area. My Greeny and Mel Kuyper Jr. So he, here is what fans of football need to know. That at the top of this draft, meaning the first, let's call it five or six picks, we're going to hear the names of a lot of offensive linemen. Yes, for fans who don't know these names, tell them what they are. Well, Ike Mekwanu from, uh, from uh, NC State is a tremendous player. If you haven't seen him play, go back. You can find tape on him. Left tackle, a little guard, but he was a wrestler in high school. Father of Nigeria, college basketball player. Uh, just a great kid. You know, he's a, just, I mean, he dominates as a run blocker. And he got better as a pass blocker to the point where he was phenomenal this year. I kept thinking going into the year, Greeny, I'm going to move him to guard. I might have even back in August projected him to guard. Mm-hmm. But he was a left tackle all the way. And you have people say, well, you got to be 6'5". Six, six. You don't have to be. Brad Hopkins had a great career with six three and a half coming out of Illinois. So I think you look at, at, at Kwanu. Uh, the way he plays the game, how he feels passionate about the game. He said, hey, I'm the best guy out here. There's nobody better than me. I love his confidence. And the way he played for Dave Dorn and NC State uh, is the reason why maybe a slight edge, but not much over Evan Neal. Evan Neal's a heck of a player that could go either way. I talked to Aiden Hutchinson on the phone last night. Mm-hmm. He's coming from California into the, the Combine. What a great kid he is, and he makes sense for Detroit, who needs a pass rusher. Jacksonville needs one, too, but you can't take both Hutchinson and Equanu. So you have the franchise quarterback. Maybe their idea is protect them. And Cam Robinson's a free agent. You mentioned free agency. That will dictate what they do. They bring Cam Robinson back. Maybe not. They have Walker Little former second-round pick last year, was a left tackle, could play right tackle. There's a lot of things going on there that will affect that, but those are your three options, the two tackles, left tackles, or the defensive end. Yeah, Aquanu is, is a fascinating uh, prospect. His his father is a six-foot-six doctor who played college basketball yep. in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. His mother was a high school track star. He has a fraternal twin who plays linebacker at Notre Dame. So, as you can tell, I'm going through your picks and I'm doing my work here. That's you my job. all over it, Greeny. Well, I joked about this. People ask me all the time, you know, how how many players do you study? So I do the first two nights. So there will be roughly 100 players because they add the compensatory picks. So we will have roughly 100 players on my two nights sitting there with you. And I did about 125 players last year. And I said there were three times that the name was announced and the only words out of my mouth were, Mel? <laughs> and if you, if you, <laughs> if you were scrambling, Granny, I know I was scrambling probably too. I don't you know. You were never scrambling. Mel was never scrambling. Last year, you put on a coat, but you didn't scramble. All right, let me, let me get back to, to business here. Then there are receivers, uh, and, and, and those are sexy players, mm-hmm. and there are a bunch of them. You mentioned Drake London. He's the 6'5 kid out of USC. Um, and by the way, I would mention, Mel just said watch tape on these guys. What I have discovered is on YouTube, they have, they have highlight reels of yep. every single one of these players. So you can see them easily if you want to. Drake London is a fascinating player to me, Mel. 
Oh, uh, he's, uh, I know Keyshawn you know, wants him desperately with the Jets, and you, you look at his size. Well, and he's even the bigger than Keyshawn, right? He's the big receiver out of uh, USC, but he's even bigger than Keyshawn. And he is good, and he goes, attacks the ball, high points that he, the, what he did out there, uh, you know, before he was injured, eight, what, the 88 catches in eight games, uh, phenomenal player. Now, will he be there for the Jets? Like I said, I had Cleveland moving up to get him, uh, because you obviously have players that are going to go. That You talk about the offensive linemen, the, the, safety we know a great linebacker like Devin Lloyd's going to go the corner Gardner or Stingley Jr. so there's going to be reasons why some really good players drop just a little bit and that could happen certainly there I'll tell you what there's a couple other receivers that you think great second round Calvin Austin the third from Memphis he might be the fastest player in the draft he's going to run to four threes he had a great career there and Sky Moore from Western Michigan to me is the most underrated receiver in this draft okay go back and watch Sky Moore at Western Michigan what he did former quarterback defensive back in high school who will lit it up against Pitt, Northern Illinois, the games I watch. He was unbelievable. Sky Moore was. So, yeah, there's going to be other receivers in this draft other than Drake London and, and certainly the other guys. We all about Jamison Williams off the injury, but Drake London, as you said, Greeny, is special, and he will be a guy that I think is worth, as I projected, somebody trading up to get. Very quickly, Jamison Williams, that's a name fans yeah. will know because he started Alabama last year and then tor- tears up his knee in the national championship game, which is a terrible shame. He is so fast. He set the state record in the 300-meter hurdles as a high school kid in St. Louis and was once clocked running 23 miles an hour in a practice at Alabama. But but where he, to me, he would have been the first receiver off the board in the Yes. draft where does he go now that he, he's got the not only did he have an acl but he had it in january so that's absolutely. the timing yeah what a shame yeah. absolutely love the kid uh, i'm talking about the kid the way he plays the game the energy special teams how unselfish he is i i would watch other receivers like mechie the third and a mm-hmm. catch touchdown and he would go right over to him not disappointed that it wasn't me catching the touchdown pass. Happy that our team is having success and other players are having success. What a great kid. What a shame he got hurt. He's going to be a first-round pick. I gave him the Green Bay. People say, well, Aaron Rodgers needs somebody now. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers won a lot of games. He lost to the playoffs the last two years at home. Mm-hmm. It would be like Jameson Williams should be ready later in the year and ready for the playoff run. So, to me, whether it's Green Bay, New England, thought about a lot of options for him. Uh, I hope he goes in the late first. He goes to a great team that can really help him, and you'll see. Jamison Williams at his best in the not-too-distant future. All right, again, Mel Kuyper, right now you can see Mock Draft 2.0. It's available on ESPN+. Plus. There's nothing better, and I am so looking forward to continuing to dive into this with you over the next two months. Thank you, Mel. You're the best, Grinny. Take care, All pal. right, talk to you later. That's Mel Kuyper with us here. You know, and, and Nuno and I, we were literally having that conversation during the break because we were talking about, you know, I'm doing the draft, which I'm thrilled to be doing and honored to be doing, <clears throat> and that same week we'll have NBA playoff games. And is it a lot? Yeah, it's a lot. But, you know, that's my job. And I, 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 I mean, I, I would kill to do any of these things. People would kill to do any of these jobs. So not that anyone feels sorry for me, but by no means should you. <laughs> I, I couldn't be more delighted, and I'm looking forward to all of it. So what makes uh, AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at $79.99, and they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Meanwhile, Nuno, anyone who listens to the show regularly knows that the title of the show is Hashtag Greenie, which I liked. I just I wanted to attach the hashtag. And so we now call the other voices that you hear regularly, the regular staffing of this show, the hashtag crew, hashtag Nuno, hashtag Bubba, and hashtag Hembo. Now, I knew that Hembo was going to be away this week. He told me 
that he was off this week and he's going to be down in Florida. I did not know until just a moment ago, Nuno, that hashtag Bubba is also off this week. Is that if is that accurate? That is correct. Bubba is off this week. And where is he? He is also in the Sunshine State. Is it possible that without wanting us to know it, Bubba and Hembo have gone on vacation together? Is that possible, Nuno? <laughs> that could be likely because why they have this rivalry, right? A little rivalry. Yes. And so I could see that, right? Like behind the scenes, they actually enjoy hanging out. They, you know, geek out about the Mets and baseball and all that good stuff. And they just didn't want to tell us because I don't know, they maybe thought we would be offended or whatever. That maybe you would feel left out. I'm not sure what it is. Now, Hembo, I know is at Disney world and I know he is because his wife is tweeting photos of them. He's, he's eating like the big turkey leg and all the other things you do down there. Do we know if Bubba is at Disney World? That will be the ultimate clue here. Um, and then and then we would have to get to the bottom of this, Nuno. As the producer of the show, I feel discipline would fall under your purview. What should be the penalty for the two of them if they are actually together on vacation and didn't tell us? So, uh, real quick... Bubba has been saying he wants to go to Disney World. Mm. Bubba also is very secretive about where he is in Florida. Like, he doesn't answer your question uh, when you say, hey, where are you going? It's all very, you know, like the CIA stuff that he's very suspicious. It's very suspicious. This is suspicious behavior. And I think that maybe they need to work when we're gone. Like, you're out doing what you're doing, and I've decided to take some time off. and, And I think they should be required to actually This is work. what I'm saying. Because, you know, it, this operation is such that they probably shouldn't both be off the same week. Um, but, but this suggests a level of collaboration, in my opinion, on the, the, the part of the two of them. And, and so I, I right now, I'm basically, I'm just flat out accusing them. I'm accusing hashtag Bubba and hashtag Hembo of being on vacation together right now at Disney World. As we speak, I think they are right now riding the rock and roller coaster, rock and roll roller, or whatever it was the rides were that I was afraid to go on. Do you know that when we used to do ESPN the weekend, Nuno, which were the greatest weekends of my life, taking my little kids to uh, Disney World for ESPN the weekends are literally the best memories that I have in my entire life. But do you know that I wouldn't take them on the scary rides? When they got old enough to go on the scary rides, like uh, what's the one that drops? Tower of Terror and all that. I was too afraid to go on the rides with them. Other people would have to take my kids on the rides with them. What do you think of that, uh, N- uh, Nuno? I mean, I'm not shocked that uh, you used to, uh, you would be afraid to go on those uh, roller coasters. Are you, are you aware that I took the ultimate walk of shame? Like people attach the, the phrase walk of shame to something else. But they had, at Disney World at one point, I don't know if it still is, the tallest water slide in the world. And my kids wanted to go on it. So I climb. You climb a ladder forever. It, it's like a spiral staircase. You, you couldn't put a ladder straight up. It's like a, you, you're walking up a, uh, these steps to get to the top of this water slide for what's got to be a half hour. It is, it is an incredibly long walk to get to the top of this thing. And we get to the top. My one kid, my young, my son, Steven, he's probably at this time seven years old. Straight down he goes. My daughter, Nikki, she's two years older. So let's say she's nine. Straight down she goes. And I'm standing there. And people behind me are starting to get agitated. They're like, sir, are you going to go? Like, what are you, You're holding up the whole lot. What are you doing? And I couldn't do it. I couldn't make myself do it. I turn and I walk back down 
the stairs. So you're literally just winding past people. And and I will refresh your memory. This is ESPN The Weekend. So three quarters of the people on this staircase knew who I was. And it was it was probably in a, in a lifetime filled, Nuno, with moments of humiliation. That probably was number one. That is pretty embarrassing even for you. Yeah. Um, is the... The loss of the ESPN weekend or week was that the the most you've seen executives around here cry because they all loved it, loved right? It. Like they uh, all like enjoy it, it and getting down there with their families. It was the best. That th- those were the best. Literally, honestly, the best weekends. You know, we would get, come down for like three, four days. Th- those are the best memories I have of my my kids' entire childhoods. But one way or another, we believe at this moment that Hembo and Bubba are together in Florida. I require an investigation. As we roll on, baseball might accidentally be on the verge of figuring something out that they should have known all along. And I'll tell you what that is after this word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop on by. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection just got easier. With more than 30 coverage options available, Progressive has you covered. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. We're going to get to the very latest on the baseball labor negotiations in about 15 minutes. Buster will join me off the top of the next hour and by now, you've probably heard that there have been some uh, relatively significant improvements. That's the wrong word. They, they, they seem to be getting somewhere in these negotiations of yesterday. That, that, that seems to be the case. They spent hours and hours, like 16 hours talking yesterday deep into the night, and they pushed back the deadline for the cancellation of the start of the season. So there was cause for optimism. And so what I would say is one of the things baseball has to be careful about And Nuno, I'll bring you in on this. 
is you don't want to find out that you don't want to find out the wrong way that your fan base, your fans would be perfectly satisfied with 20 or 30 fewer games. The cancellation of baseball games because of a strike or a lockout, that will anger fans because it is cause for angriness or for anger, excuse me. But if they just announced that in this labor deal, the season is going to be cut from 162 to, let's say, 140, just throwing a round number out there, 140 games, would that, Nuno, make the sport A, better, or B, worse? I think it would make it better um, because I've been a proponent of why are we starting in April, right? Like I think, and we hit on hit on this last week is if you're an owner in the Northeast, you know, if, if you miss the month of April, it's cold. You're not getting, except for the opening day, you're not getting sellouts. So if you miss that whole month, your bottom line is fine. You're not taking any hits. So like you're actually making money cause you're not losing any. So like, why not do it? And and I think fans have said that one of the things is maybe there is too many games that like let's cut back. And uh, I do believe at some point in time that fans will stop going to all these games. And this might be the reason based upon the fact that you've had this labor uh, negotiation and there's non-labor piece and that they cut back on the season based upon their greed and not getting a deal done. No, no. L- l- let me make it simpler for you. I don't remember what year it was, but do you remember the year the NBA didn't start their season until Christmas? Like the, whatever the, year the, that was? That was the year that uh, the Knicks went to the finals, and uh, there were eight seeds, so it was 99-2000. No, no, th- I'm not talking that about one? that one. So, so the, the, Yes, you're correct. That was one. There was a long work stoppage. 13-14, yes, because the Knicks was opened. Another. Yeah, the 13-14, because the Knicks uh, played the Celtics at home that game. Much I more that recently. One. Yep. yep. Was, the, was it better or worse? I'll give you the answer. The answer is it's better. You know what sports are? When you define sports, if you were to actually boil sports down to their essence, sports are show business, right? That's what it is. It's show business. It's entertainment, just like anything else. And Nuno, what is the oldest adage in show business? I'll tell you. The oldest adage in show business is always leave them wanting more. Can I ask you a question? This is a rhetorical question. Does baseball leave you wanting more? Does anyone get to the end of a baseball season and think, boy, what we really need is some more baseball? No, what we need is less. You know who else is finding this out the hard way is the NBA. And I saw this proposal that Daryl Morey made. I don't know if it's a proposal as much as it is a suggestion that they cut their season to 58 games. And you know what? It would be brilliant. Now, the money's got to get figured out because that's a lot of inventory for your local and regional television networks and for your national partners, of which we obviously are one, and all the tickets that you don't sell for all these games that you don't play. But at the end of the day, building urgency for every one of your games is a long-term investment in your product. Whatever money you are losing out on in the short term, I believe it will more than make up for in the long run. Now, the current owners, the current stewards of the game, they don't want to hear that because they're worried about making as much money as they can right this minute, which is part of the problem. But be that as it may, what they might find out, if they're not careful, 
is that if they shorten their season, it wouldn't make people unhappy. It wouldn't make the product worse. It would make it better. So you could shorten the end, the Major League Baseball schedule by, I'm just making up a number, cut out 20 games, make it 142 games, push the start of your season back 15 days, add, so you start, instead of starting at the beginning of April or the very end of March, you start well into April, start something along the lines of April 15th, make Jackie Robinson Day the, the beginning of your season for everybody, and then add off days. Add some more off days for teams, which will, I think, in the long run, make the product of the sport infinitely better. These are things they might find out against their own will if they're not careful. In the meantime, are they going to actually get a deal done today? That would mean the season starts on time. Buster only will answer that question when he joins us live next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.